Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the relaunch of Step Into Your Sunshine podcast, hosted by yours truly, Rachel Kudran. I know that I have had a hiatus. I haven't posted an episode since October. And today we're going to dive into why. Why did I needed why did I need that space? between October and now January to be launched in February. And if you've listened to this podcast, you'll know that my mom has been, is sick, and she has been very sick the whole year of 2023. And today, I want to dive a little bit into that and also grief. For me, when I think about grief, I always think about somebody leaving, somebody passing, somebody dying. And I overlook all the other experiences in our lives where we experience grief. Because I feel like, or I felt like, if... My mom was still living, but I didn't have a right to grieve. And I buried that deep, deep inside of my body, deep inside the cells of my body and carried that for what is now 13 months. A short overview of the situation with my mom My mom had brain surgery, what is now 11 years ago, to remove a cyst that was on her brainstem. In October of 2022, my mom called me to tell me that it had regrown and she would need another surgery. I flew to Oklahoma in the middle of October with my daughter and remained there until the end of February of 2023. Then throughout 2023, I flew back and forth to France and Oklahoma several times to spend time with her and to spend time with my daughter and my husband. And that takes a toll. Now about grief. Like I said just before, I didn't believe I had the right to grieve. And it took me all this time to accept the fact that... I needed to grieve for the life I thought I was going to live. The beginning of 2023, even though I knew my mom's surgery was coming, started off absolutely phenomenal. Me, her, my husband, and my daughter went to Disney World, and we had the very best time. And it was such a high to start the year off. And then... Just three weeks later, the nightmare would start. We flew to California for the original surgery. We stayed out there a few weeks. We came back, and the day after we arrived in Oklahoma, she had a cerebral spinal fluid leak. Now, for all of you guys that don't know, this is not necessarily an easy fix, especially with my mom's past medical history. 
And what would happen over 2023 is that the patches that they would put in place to stop the leaking would continue to leak over and over and over and over again. Due to this, my mom also got a total of four rounds of meningitis, both bacterial and viral. And if you don't know, meningitis on its own is potent enough to kill someone. To They can't recover from that severe of an infection. And so as you may imagine, my emotions were high and low. It was like a roller coaster that every day of the year last year, it was every four or five days, things would be going better and then a crash. And then four or five days, good crash. And just over and over and over again. But I wouldn't allow myself to grieve because I really believed I didn't deserve it because my mom was still alive. And it's just in the more recent days, in the more recent weeks since I've gotten back and at the end of 2023 and now the beginning of 2024, that I've given myself the space, the time to understand that the emotions of my body and the feelings that I had were really associated with grief. Grief for the life that I thought I was going to live. Grief for the time that I thought I would be in France to be with my husband and my daughter, watch her go to horseback riding, watch her do all of her activities, be here with my friends, my family that I've built up over the last five years. I also thought I would be spending wonderful vacations back in Oklahoma where I would get to interact with my mom, go places, maybe go shopping, take her and my daughter somewhere. Just those really, really meaningful moments between mother and daughter and granddaughter and grandmother. And none of those happened. Because most of 2023, my mom was unconscious. She was non-responsive, and I was terrified every day that I would lose her. And I would lose the connection and the relationship we have. I would lose the ability to consult my mother as a mother to my daughter. With her medical medical background, I would always call her and consult her like, oh my God. Eleanor has a bruise or she's sick or something's not right and you know I need you to tell me what is wrong and she'd always be there and she'd always help me stay calm or alert me to that something was more concerning and I should go in to the emergency room or to the doctor and I was terrified of losing all of that and some days I still am. And so over the last several weeks, I've given myself the space and the time that I needed to understand all the things that had happened in my life, all the things that had happened to my mother, all the hurdles we had to jump, all the challenges that she's had to rise to and then over 
then embracing that my body was not prepared for the amount of trauma that took place in 2023. And I needed to give my body just like a calm space to just like relax. Like think of something that's super clenched. Like if you were clenching your fist as hard as you can because you were angry and you needed to let it go to go back to a relaxed state. That's what I needed to do with my body, to my cells, to my thoughts, to just let them unclench, let them be free, let them remember what calm feels like and allow my mind and my body to grieve for the things that I thought were going to happen. And this couldn't be more true for than during the time I went back in October. Now, in July, my mom actually left the rehab center after she had been in the hospital, she had gone through rehab, she left the re rehab center and she returned home. And we were all excited, exuberant. And she would stay at home for July and August and September. And then in October, I would receive a call from my sister in the middle of the night that tells me my mom has been rehospitalized. And you can imagine my stomach and my body that had been declenching for two, three months was now just wrapped right as tight as a coil again, because the nightmare would continue. What you wouldn't know is just two weeks prior to this phone call, I had booked my ticket with my daughter and I couldn't wait to actually spend some time with my mom that was not in the hospital and that they, she would be able to talk and interact with my daughter. And then two weeks later, that dream would be shattered with the phone call and the reoccurring nightmare. And again, I didn't allow myself to grieve for my loss of what I thought was going to happen. I was so upset. I was so angry. And now my daughter couldn't come because I was going to have to spend every single day in the emergency room, in the ICU unit. And she's too young and she couldn't be there. And all the happy memories, all the conversations I thought that we would have, none. And I was full of anger. Full of anger after eight months of going through this. Why is it happening again? I'd arrived back in Oklahoma and still angry. I would cry at my mom's bedside because she was no longer responsive. After two months of talking to her every day independently on the phone, I get there in person and she's just laying in the bed, not able to talk not able to move, not able to communicate. 
and for the fifth time that year, my heart was ripped out of my chest for the things that I thought were going to happen. As I began to interact again with my siblings and check in with them and see how they were handling the situation, because it's not just me, I have three siblings. And if you've ever gone through trauma, grief, a challenging situation in your life that affects more than just you, you'll know that different people handle situations differently. And it's not always the way that you think is appropriate. And that's hard. That's hard to chew over when you're dealing with grief that, that feels all encumbering. And it feels like you're never going to get out of it. To see somebody else react in a different way that does not align with how you feel they should be reacting is really hard to swallow. But it also showed me that we all have our unique perspectives in some situations. In our upbringing, our own personal belief systems, our values, our perspectives, all impact how we respond and grieve. And one aspect I found really interesting. It was about the metaphors that my siblings and others placed around the situation. What did this situation mean to them? My mom's hospitalization meant what? My mom showing signs of improvement meant what? Her being out of the hospital meant what? And for each of us, it was different. For some, it was exciting, it was exuberant, it was reason to celebrate when she was out of the hospital. For others, it was a time to be cautious, conscientious, a bit worried, waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I tell you this because it makes a massive difference in how we responded to the situation. The metaphors that you have created in your mind for a variety of situations in your life, impact and dictate your behavior. It's such a fascinating thing. Just our perspective of how we view trauma, challenging situations, grief, indi in indicates how we're going to respond to those situations. Now for me, I'll talk about my metaphors for the situation. I am an innately positive person. I believe that there's always a good in everything. Even in the worst times, there is something good that's going to come from it. But that belief system, was incredibly challenged in 2023. At the beginning of 2023, I truly believed that. I knew that this was a rough situation. I knew 
and the things that were happening to my mom at the beginning was not normal. I knew she was having side effects and problems and, and with the surgery. But I always believed that she would get better. Now, when we're in October and it's 10 months on, my mom is re-hospitalized and the life I thought was going to occur when I went back to visit is no longer. That belief was on the shaky, shaky ground. After all this time, thinking that she's going to get better, is it really going to happen? In 10 months, how long can I hold on to this belief? And I remember before October, when I was there throughout the year, every single day, I would tell her two things because my mom is highly motivated by her, by love and connection and her relationship with her family. And she had a new grandson coming via my brother in April. And that is just so exciting. We would talk about all the details, even though she that wouldn't necessarily talk with me because as I mentioned, she was non-responsive. I would talk about the details. What did we think the baby was going to look like? Long legs, short variations with my sister-in-law, my brother, and eye color. We would talk about how supple and soft the, the baby's skin was going to feel and the smile and baby giggles and just the little bitty hands and the little bitty toes and all of the really finite details. And then we would talk about our trip that she had booked prior to being sick, all together going to Hawaii in February of 2024. We would talk about her playing with my daughter in the sand, walking the beach, picking up seashells, feeling the water on her feet, feeling the sun and the heat on her skin, hearing the waves eating at seaside restaurants, and all the other small details, the conversations that we would have, how Eleanor would giggle and play and bounce around and throw dirt everywhere. And I did that for months. Every single day, I would paint her a very vivid picture of why she was working to get out of her state. What was her motivation to get better? And why was she going to get better? Because she had things to look forward to that really meant things to her, that really meant that she would be living a life that she wanted. Now, going back to October, I was on shaky, shaky ground. I didn't know how much longer I could hold up my belief that she would get better because it was challenged so many times between January and October. But I'll tell you now that just a few days ago, I had a conversation with my mom. And at this state of time, 
She has been metaflighted to California. She's had two additional surgeries there. And she's been through rehab and she's actually recovering. My mom is walking with a wheelchair, uh, with a, with a walker. She's talking. She's laughing. She's telling jokes. She's eating. All of those things are absolutely miraculous. And they bring tears to my eyes just to think about all the things she's accomplished. But what really sent me over the edge and had me burst into tears when I hung up the phone with her was she said, Rachel, I have places to go and things to do. I have to go to Hawaii. Remember, you told me. You told me of the times I was going to play with Eleanor and pick up the seashells and eat seaside restaurants and hear the waves and feel the heat. I've remembered that all these months. This comment allowed me to finally release, release the grief that I had been experiencing for the last year. Of all the times and all the hopes and dreams of what I thought was going to happen, the times that I had planned in my head and then were taken from me. Those moments where I sat endlessly next to my mom at her bedside in silence or in a one-person conversation. It gave me the space to breathe. That in all those moments of grief, there was still a light and it got through to her, and it touched her, and it moved her, and now it motivates her. For all of you out there right now that are going, moving through grief, I'm here with you. I know what it feels like. I've lived it in my head so many times and in real life many times as well, with my mom and with other people in other situations. In your essence, you're still the same person, even when you're grieving. And those around you will be impacted by your essence, even among your grief. They will be moved, they will be motivated, they will be inspired, they will be empowered. Grief doesn't mean the death of you as well. It's the rebirth of you, the rebirth of someone new. Someone who is ready to move to that next step. 
someone who inspires and motivates people because their belief in what they are doing and who they are is triple fold now because they know that they're they're showing up they're becoming the person that they were meant to be even among the grief there's still a positive side that grief never just ends it's never over it evolves and with it you evolve Today, I want to give you the space to just breathe. All that muscle tension you've kept in your shoulders and in your hips and in your backs, just shake it off and let yourself breathe. Let just your arms hang down by your sides, your jaw unclench, your forehead unclench, your teeth just like. Give your space, yourself the space and the time that you need to just let not only your body relax, but your mind and your cells and your internal struggles that you've been experiencing breathe. That might start with a tremendous cry. It might start with just some alone time. It might start by writing or by recording a video, or reaching out to someone. Just let your needs, your experiences, your body, your thoughts breathe. I'll tell you, after six weeks back in France and all of those weeks being sick with bronchitis, I'm just so much more grounded and centered than I was when I first arrived. Because I needed the time and the space and the okay, that it was okay to grieve. It was okay to have the space and the relaxation that I needed to recover my body, to recover my mind, my thoughts, my physical health, my mental health. And if you're in that same position, I wish the same for you. I want to thank you for tuning in to this relaunch of Step Into Your Sunshine. I can't wait to be inside your ears twice a week, every week. We have a new episode coming on Thursday, February the 22nd, and it's going to feature Naomi Buffery. You are going to want to tune in. We have new episodes every Monday and Thursday at 8 p.m. French time, 7 p.m. UK time. And our sponsors are Kudron's Curiosities, Etsy Boutique, and RC Copyright. And Rachel Kudron holistic events. I can't wait to talk to you all very, very soon.